0: Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's good to have you here. And I also want to greet our, our guests who are online. We have a number of people that are joining us online today, I'm told. So it's good to see you as well. And um, the reason we have a kids message today, is because we have something actually special that we want to participate in. Um, and just to set the conversation up, uh, uh, this last month, we had someone who started coming to New City and being a part of our church. Her name is Deidre Alexander. And I believe she's joining us online right now. Deidre lives part of the year in um, Scottsdale, Arizona, and she lives part of the year here in the Twin Cities. And um, many of you met Deidre. She is fantastic. Um, Deidre is also dealing with terminal cancer. And she came to me about two weeks ago, two Sundays ago, I believe, and she said, Pastor Tim, she said, I want to join the church. And I said, that's amazing news. I'm so glad we're going to have a new members class in January. She said, I'm not sure if I have till January. And so we fast-tracked that conversation and we invited Deidre into our you know, quicker membership process. And what you're going to hear today via video is a recording that Deidre and I made this past week where she is going to share a little bit of her testimony with you and with me. And I ask her our typical membership questions, okay? So if you're new to new city, you kind of get a glimpse of what that looks like. Um, and it's just really going to be a gift for all of us. Deidre is truly amazing and we're excited to hear her story. So without further ado, um, please gaze upon the screen and let's hear Deidre's uh, message today. All
1: right, All right greetings, greetings, New City. city. It, it is good to be together, together. And, and I am I joined, joined today by Deidre, Deidre Alexander, Alexander. And, it and it is so good to be together, together and, 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 and welcome, we welcome her, her into membership into, into our, church, our church. And in, in a minute, minute I'm going to ask Deidre, Deidre to, respond to respond to our membership questions. But before we do that, Deidre, would you please just give us... a brief brief version version of of how how Jesus Jesus has been wooing you in this season of your life. It has been been such such an honor honor to get to know you during this time time, and we we would love love to hear your Jesus Jesus story. story. So So please please share with us us, um, what Jesus has been been doing in your life.
2: Thank you so much, Pastor Tim. I appreciate this opportunity. I've always had God in my life. I've always felt like I've had a personal relationship with God. And uh, as, as a young, young girl, girl, I was raised in the Catholic, Catholic Church. Church and, and I would, I would go, go to catechism. catechism and, and I loved hearing the stories of Jesus. Of Jesus. I, I loved um, imagining sitting at his feet and listening to the, the stories. I enjoyed all that. that. And, but, and, but, but I, I never, never really connected to, to the story, the story of, the, of Revelation. Revelation um Jesus, Jesus was this, this beautiful, beautiful man, man that, that people followed but mm-hmm. but that was about as, as far as, as, as I, I got as a, as a, as a young, young girl, girl. And, and then I, uh, I, I, left I left the church, church busy with, with social, social activities, activities etc fell away from, from the church, church until, until college and then, and then again, again a theatrical, a theatrical aspect, aspect pulled me back, back in with many masses mm-hmm. and I could, I could sing, sing to God, God and um, I, enjoyed I enjoyed that. that. I, enjoyed I enjoyed the opportunities for, for socialization. Um, um, but, but again, again never, never really felt the connection with Jesus, Jesus per se, say, and, and didn't, didn't see him as, as my savior. savior. My relationship was, was with God, and I didn't, didn't have an, have an understanding, understanding of the Trinity, Trinity um, um, really, really at all. Um. I did did have have a desire desire to read read the Bible, Bible, to learn more, but I never never really got there. there. I would would pick the Bible Bible up, up, I'd read it a little little bit, and it it didn't didn't speak to me, me. I didn't didn't understand understand the language, language. I would would try try different different versions, versions, but it just I'd fall fall asleep asleep or I'd I'd get get bored, bored and it would would go go back on the shelf, and I'd go on with my life. But I always felt... This, this pull, um, this, um, this, this um, I, relate I relate to in, in, in uh, the, uh, the song the that Jamie, Jamie sang at the end, end of, uh, of worship about, about being, God's always, always been chasing, chasing after me. Mm-hmm. And, I and I felt that, that. I, felt I felt that, that my, my whole, whole life, that, um, that um, he, was he was chasing, chasing after me, me and, and wanted me to read, read the, Bible. the Bible. And, and when, when I was, I was diagnosed, diagnosed with... with um, Uh, stage stage four cancer, cancer, it went on my bucket bucket list. list. Okay, Okay, before before I die, I I want to read the Bible. Bible. And And I tried tried a few few times to pick it up, up, but I still still same same problem, just couldn't get get into it. it. My My girlfriend girlfriend gave me a copy of the message message, and and I started started reading reading that and and that that made much more sense sense to me because now it was in the language I understood. And then I also got, got the, the book, the dummies, dummies book for reading, reading the Bible. Bible. And, that and that was helpful just in, in terms, terms of clarifying, clarifying some things, things and, and to looking things up. So I, I got, got a little more interested, more interested but, but really, really not, not diligent, diligent about it. About. Last, Last summer of so summer, summer 21, 21 I, I had, had reconnected with, with one, one of my elementary school, school friends uh, uh, at our 50th high school reunion. And I and knew, I knew she, she was a Christian, a Christian. And, I and I knew, knew that, that she was, was, was you know, very devout in terms of, of reading the Bible. Bible. And, um, and, and I had told her that, that I was interested in reading the Bible, Bible, but I but just, I just couldn't, couldn't get into, get into it. it. And, and she, she, she said, said how, how about, because she, she lives in Minnesota, in Minnesota and I live in Arizona, Arizona. and we have this great connection with each other. She said, how about we Zoom each week and we read the Bible together? And I, said, and I said, but that you've read, read it a hundred times, times she, she said, and I, I can read, read it every, every day. day. <laughs> um, um, she, she said, there's, there's always something new to, new to, discuss, to discuss and discover. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I said, all right,
2: if, if you're, you're interested in doing, doing that, that I'm, I'm on for that. that. I, said, I said, you, you just, just need, need to be aware. You know, I love the stories of Jesus, but I'm just not there in terms of he being my savior. My relationship is with God and I don't see them. I don't, I don't understand the, the trinity, trinity, and it doesn't make any connection for me. Well, but, but I'm, but I'm open. Open. and, you know, well, you can you convince me otherwise. otherwise. She goes, no, she know I, I don't I need to convince you. She she that's, just, 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 read just read the Bible. The Bible. And, and so we, so we did. did. And, and this, this past, past summer, summer uh, she, she said, said you know, there's, there's a movie out, and I know how you love the actual connections, and... She said, there's there's a movie movie called called The Chosen. Chosen. Mm -hmm. And she she said, I I think think you should watch watch it. it. I think it It might help help you. you. And And I said, all right. right, Because because I was was finding finding every week when when we would, you know, read a new book and find a new passage. I went, oh my gosh, the answers are right here. I've been working my whole life to figure things out. And they've been tough and I've taken a lot of... Wrong, wrong turns, turns and, and, and and caused a, a lot, lot of, trouble of trouble for myself. For myself that, was that was unnecessary. If, if only, only I had, had the solution that, that I I figured out. out. But oh my gosh, gosh it's, it's written, written right, right here. here. And, and then, then when then I, saw I saw the, the chosen, chosen and, it and it brought all, all those stories, stories together, together for me. For me. And, and I'm I'm, I'm so visual, and I I'm visual and audio. I need all the senses involved. It just, it just spoke, spoke to me and I went, oh my, my gosh, gosh, this, this is, is who, I can, who I can follow. I can follow this man. man. This, this, is, this, is this, this is exciting, the movement that, that, that Jesus, Jesus is, is making that, that I, 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 want I want to know more. more. And, and so, so then, then and it was, was, I don't, I don't know, know, it was just like, was this, like this huge, huge power, power of saying, if all of this is true, then why wouldn't the story of 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 Jesus Jesus saving us us through his death, death. why Why wouldn't wouldn't that be true? true? Why would would everything everything else that I've read, read, I can subscribe to, but but not this one piece? piece? And And suddenly suddenly the Trinity started making sense to me, that this this was, Jesus was God's way of communicating communicating and to humans humans. Mm -hmm. and And I was was already already feeling feeling the Spirit spirit in so many many different ways that that the Trinity Trinity started to become become understandable to me. me. And And then then I was was comfortable comfortable in saying, okay, I do do believe this. this. Mm -hmm. And then then when I I read read that 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 wasn't wasn't enough enough to just just believe, that I I needed to be be able able to express my belief, belief. I needed needed to be able to to say, say, yes, I am a Christian, yes. I, I I will follow, follow Jesus, Jesus. Mm-hmm. and, I, and will I will take, take him, him as, as, as the one that, that I, will I will follow. follow. I, could I could do, do that, that and, and I felt fulfilled. fulfilled. And, now and now as, as I meet, meet the end of, end of, of my life, life I'm, I'm excited about, about my future. future. I'm, excited I'm excited to be, to be free, free of, of responsibilities, responsibilities so that, that I, can I can just... just Worship, worship Jesus, Jesus and and, and, follow and follow his plan. plan do, do what he's asked me to do. Which, which I've tried very hard in these past, past seven years to listen and do what, what, he's what he's asked me to do. But I just, I just feel like I'll, I'll have a much better connection of doing what he wants, he wants me to do when, do. when, when I've passed, passed this life. And I can, can truly commit 100%. 100% to, to His plan, His, plan, his worship, worship, directions. directions. That's mm-hmm. what I want. I'm, I'm excited, excited about, about that.
1: Well, and it and has been a true a honor to be a part, a part of, this of this chapter, chapter in, your in your life. life. And, and I, just I just want to, want to thank, thank you for you giving for us this, this gift. gift. I mean, I mean can, can, can you, you just talk, talk about, about? I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's only been we've just gotten to know you over the last month, and it's remarkable how God has brought us together.
2: Well. I don't, I don't have, have a, lot a lot of time. time. And, and and so, so I figure, figure what what you know, you know I, guess I guess he's been chasing me my whole, whole life. life. And, and so, so this, this is, is clearly, clearly getting, getting down, down to the, to the wire, wire here, here that, that he's, he's saying, saying Okay, I think, I think it's, time it's time to fish your cupcake, girl. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so excited to be excited for what's coming. No, no. I wish everybody, everybody could, could have, have that. Yeah. I, 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 wish I wish we all, and it's, it's one, of one of the reasons, reasons why, why I want the, 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 word, the word of God, God spread, spread now. now. I want, I want everybody, everybody to feel this level, this level of joy mm-hmm. as, as I pass. I, pass. Um, I, feel I feel so blessed to be able to be, be at be this place at this, place, this, this time. time.
1: Well, thank, thank you, and. Uh, Uh, As is our tradition, tradition. we have a series series of questions questions that we'd like like to ask ask you as you join the church. These are official membership membership questions, questions, and and you can respond um, um, uh, with with the the words, words, I I do, after after I ask ask you each question. So the first one is this. Deidre, you have made public confession of your faith and have been baptized. Do you accept the Holy Scriptures, the Old and the New Testament, as the, as the word, word of God and, God and the only perfect rule, rule for faith, faith, doctrine, and conduct. I do. Do
2: you, do you
1: confess, confess Jesus Christ, Christ as your Savior and, your Savior and promise to, to follow, follow Him as Lord?
2: As Lord. Yes, yes I, I do. Do, do you,
1: do you intend, intend to live, to live among, among God's faithful people, people to hear, to hear God's, God's word, and to share, word, and to and share, share in the Lord's, Lord's supper, supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed? and to strive strive for justice justice and and peace in all all the
2: Absolutely, I I do. do.
1: And finally, do you you promise to support the the ministries of this church, including including the conference and and denomination to which we belong? I do. Amen. Well, Deidre, well, can I, can pray, I pray, for pray for you? And again, again thank, thank you so much for much sharing with us with the, the brief version of the story. Before, Before I pray, I'll just mention the congregation that we've actually, actually recorded, recorded a longer version of Deidre's story. story. Jamie, help us with, with that. that. And, and it will, it will be, be we'll, we'll, we'll get, get that, that link, link to you, you probably, probably via our, our social, social media pages. But again, Deidre, thank you so much. And let me just pray for you right now. So Father, we thank you for your daughter. We thank you, Lord, for the way that you've been wooing her for so long, and, and here, here we are, God, God celebrating, celebrating not, not only a new, new life in Christ, Christ but, but the, the, the beauty, beauty of being in fellowship, fellowship together with one another. another. I, I pray, pray God, that God, that you would use Deidre's life to bring, bring people who are, who are far from, from God closer, that people would hear the name of Jesus and believe. Jesus. And Lord, we we as a a church church are so thankful and blessed to have had this, this, even even if it's a a short and brief brief moment, together, together together with her her and her family. And I I pray, Father, Father, that that you you would use her life to be a blessing. Thank Thank you, God, God for everything that you you are doing doing in Deidre's life right right now. now. And we we ask ask for more in the name of the the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: Deidre, welcome and thank you.
1: And we appreciate you sharing your story today.
2: So... I'm going
0: to end the recording
2: now, Deidre, so thank thank you very very
0: much. much. Thank Thank you. you. Let's give Deidre a hand. Isn't that that fantastic? I love that we were able to put that together, even uh, online. It would have been uh, more desirable, I guess, to do it in person, but I think we made the best of it, and I'm so excited for Deidre. And Deidre, if you're watching... Welcome to membership at New City Covenant Church. We are glad to have you. It is just so wonderful. So hopefully that was a blessing to you as, it was, as much as it was to me. Um, if you are new here, and just as a reminder for all of us, we are ending now a four-week series uh, that we've entitled The Benediction. And really the idea of The Benediction is that we are beginning this new season, this, this new chapter in the life of the church with the end in mind. We're taking the long view, and we're considering our legacy. And we've said right at the beginning of this series that words create realities, and so we've adopted a new benediction. And the words of that benediction go like this, and we'll say this at the end of our service today together. It says this, may you jump into the arms of Jesus, and may he push you out into the world. May you be healed as you participate in the healing of others, not because you must, But because you may, this is what you were made for. And today we look at that final line, not because you must, but because you may, this is what you were made for. But before we jump in, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the changing of the season. We think of the cool weather and how beautiful it is outside right now, driving around, looking at the beautiful uh, creation that you've given us as a gift. We think about this new season in the life of the church and we think about what you are calling us to and the very important, dare I say, significant decisions that are in front of us. We thank you for the the people that are here today, the people joining us online. We think of the many people that have gone before us here as a church and we're so thankful for them. And we also just want to acknowledge that it's been a tough season to be the church. It's been a tough season at times, God, to follow you. For whatever reason, Lord, through the last couple of years, the pandemic, health concerns, the different political divides, all of it, God, has been hard. And we ask, Lord, that you would even speak to us as we examine that fatigue that comes into play in the season. And would you bolster our faith? Would you order our steps? Would you give us a, a holy vision for the future? We ask this, Lord, with hope and expectation, eager for you to move in our lives. We pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. So today, as we kind of look and lean into this narrative of the last line of our benediction, I want to talk about um, something called compassion fatigue. Compassion or maybe mission fatigue might be a better way to look at it. Now, over in my office, I've got a book that is a thick uh, book called Transforming Mission. It's a heady Uh, heavy read. It's kind of the standard bearing book that a number of theologians and pastors have used throughout for the last several decades to really engage what it means to be the church and engage in Christian mission. And it was written by the late David Bosch. And in there, um, he published this book in 1992, which was 30, 30 years ago, by the way, the year I graduated from high school, if that's helpful at all. But in 1992, he published this book and he And he had an almost prophetic voice, thinking of the future and the way that the church would be engaged in culture, in the world, the body of Christ to one another. And he talked about the word crisis in his book, Transforming Mission. And here's what he said, speaking about the mission of the church, especially as it relates to our work in the world, this mission. He said, crisis is the point where danger and opportunity meet crisis is the point where where danger and opportunity meet. And I don't think it's much of a stretch to say that a lot of what we deal with in the church today can be defined by crisis, a place where opportunity and crisis and danger meet. Uh, We've all been through so much. We've been through so many situations in our world where the mission of the church is being attacked at every front. We've dealt with pandemics, we've dealt with heavy things that have put the church in a state of wrestling and thinking through this. And I think even some of our missional disposition, that is the way that we think about reaching a world that may need Jesus has been to some degree minimized. It's interesting to see how this minimization has happened. And I don't think in every way the Christian mission has been minimized, but I think in some ways the church in the United States has lost her way. We think about the way that we reach people for Jesus differently. And in some ways, it's been minimized. And there's two examples that I'll just give you. Number one, I think social media has actually made a massive impact on the way that the church thinks about our missional edge, the missional urgency to help people find and follow Jesus. Let me give you an example. About eight years ago, if I remember right, I'll never forget sort of one of the first social media phenomenons that is very interesting, in some ways compelling, but it started to change the narrative of mission outreach to people. And it was called the Ice Bucket Challenge. Does anybody remember the Ice Bucket Challenge? Now, I'm not here to, you know, rag on the Ice Bucket Challenge. If you did that, it's fantastic. But if you've never heard of it before, it was very simple. Um, Somebody would start recording you, and you'd say, hi, my name is Tim, and I'm here to raise awareness for ALS in the, in the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Kind of a cool thing, right? And then somebody would take a freezing cold bucket of water, ice water, and they would dump it on top of you. And the idea was that you were trying to raise awareness for ALS. I guess the, the interesting rub for me, as I watched this kind of first social media movement happen was that people started to condition their lives to post things on social media, gain more followers, rather than actually digging in into the mess of someone with ALS or caring or raising money or something like that. There was a a social media dynamic to it that was more about the followers that we had than the human engagement. Another example that might show this minimization is really when we look at what the pandemic's done to the church. Through the pandemic in 2020 and beyond since then, we have seen the church just get sucked into one controversial dynamic after another. We've, had, we've dealt with the crisis of health issues, right? The very real and serious health dynamic in our churches. We've seen across North America people leaving the church. They've walked out. They've gotten used to being at home. They don't want to be connected to the body of Christ. It's much easier just to not engage, And in some of these things, it's a very real dynamic in the world that we live in today. And it has caused what I call mission or compassion fatigue. We are exhausted. And maybe to give it a definition, just to kind of bring us around this, mission or compassion fatigue can be uh, maybe defined as this, the act of supporting a cause or a person or desiring to see change in the world but putting forth minimal effort, minimal commitment, and especially minimal risk to see that change come about. And we live in a culture today where that sort of lack of effort, effort is easier to see than ever before. And let's just be honest, we've all been through so much. Let's acknowledge that, and let's recognize that we all bring with us into this room baggage, heavy burdens, things that have made us exhausted, We carry so much. We are also bombarded with causes. Every single day of our lives, we are given opportunity to support different missions. And frankly, we rarely risk anything anymore. And especially since the pandemic, that risk-averse disposition of humanity has really accentuated because we're fearful of what could be. But when we think about the people who have made the greatest impact on our lives. If each of us came up here and shared our story about the time where we made a decision to really start to follow Jesus, it's because somebody probably got into the mess of our lives and really started to care for us where we were. It wasn't from a distance, and it wasn't minimal. It was significant, and it was used by God to change the trajectory of our lives. And that leads us to our scripture text for today. It's a verse found in a letter written to the church in Galatia, in Galatians chapter 6. And it was written by Paul, and it was one of the letters that we have in the Bible that was written closest to the resurrection of Christ. It's Galatians 6.9, and it is Paul making a statement addressing compassion fatigue. And it says this, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we are, will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Compassion fatigue was likely not a phrase that was used in the first and second centuries in the church, but that's exactly what they were dealing with. It's easy to become tired of caring for people. It's easy to get tired of staying on mission. It's easy to get discouraged. And in the first century, people were literally dying for their faith martyrs were starting to happen all across um, really the Roman Empire all that situation and we were seeing people die for their faith and this was leading to great fatigue in the church and we get discouraged easily when we people don't respond to our love and our compassion we understand that fatigue and it's interesting that Paul actually uses an agricultural metaphor to make his point Paul is trying to change our mindset, and he's using a word picture to do it. The mindset that Paul is challenging is this, is that we want big results fast. Let me rephrase that. I want big results fast. I just want to lay that on the table. But I think in general, we're conditioned to want big results fast, and Paul is challenging that mindset Paul is talking about doing good for people is kind of like harvesting a crop. He's saying if you want your love to make an impact in the world, then you are in the seed planting business. You are in the crop harvesting business. And seeds are small. And they grow slow. And we don't see the results instantaneously. Paul reminds us that huge crops always start with small seeds. Paul is reminding the Galatians and us today, each and every day, that we have the opportunity to plant small seeds in a way, in the ways that we treat them with compassion and mercy and grace. And this is so challenging. It's so challenging for me to read this text because we love big movements. We love big things of God. And we get so focused on the big ways of loving people that we oftentimes miss the small ways that really God uses to bring about change. We cannot miss the small opportunities. We cannot miss the small opportunities to frame the way that we look at our missional impact in the world. And we can't miss this because oftentimes those small opportunities make the biggest difference. You've likely heard the well-known phrase in the past, everybody wants to change the world but nobody wants to take out the trash. Everybody wants to change the world, but nobody wants to take out the trash. Changing the world is much more more appealing. Taking out the trash is not nearly as amazing, and yet it is vital. And I guess I would just ask you today, and I would wonder, what are the small things that God is calling you to do that potentially will change the world? The small ways that God is calling us to make a difference in someone's life. What is that calling on you today? Don't get tired of loving in small ways. Seeds also grow slow. And I wonder who is in your life that you've been acting in compassion towards, but haven't seen a lot of growth. Nothing has changed and maybe you're frustrated. If we keep with it, we might have to get our hands dirty, get in over our heads sometimes. Maybe even wade into some conflict that most of us don't like. It might require patience. It might require loyalty to a mission. It might require incredible faith. Paul says, keep tilling the soil. That's what followers of Jesus do. We keep tilling the soil. We keep walking into the messes to love people. If we keep doing it at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. And blessings mean that we live under the favor of God because God has something for our lives. He has created us to live in tune with Him. When we align our hearts with God, it puts us in tune with Him and that is the blessing. Listen to this. When we stay the course and we continue to follow God's mission to people. It's not always that the things around us change. It's that what's inside of us changes. We begin to change. And this, my friends, is the harvest we reap. We begin to live in tune with God that created us. And here's the phrase of the day. Small acts of love over long periods of time Produce the life that God intends. Small acts of love over long periods of time produce the life that God intends. So I just want to ask you as one journey person to the next, are you tired today? What has caused you fatigue in this season of your life? Are you tired of doing good and not seeing the fruit that you've hoped for? Maybe in your individual life, maybe here at church are you discouraged maybe for you it's that you've been loving a family member your sister your brother your mom or your dad your spouse a distant family member you've been trying to pray for them and love them into the kingdom maybe it's one of your kids and you just haven't seen the fruit maybe for you it's that you've been trying to wrestle with this constant political divide that that our faith in christ is always in the middle of there's an attack Always, it's exhausting. Maybe for you, you come in carrying that kind of a baggage. And my guess is, for many of us who have served this church for the last 12 years, or however many years God has been, or you have been a part of this community, my guess is you're probably pretty exhausted. It's been a lot of work keeping a first church plant going and then more of an established chapter two kind of church going in. I mean, there's the reality of fatigue in serving the church. Whatever the reasons that we deal with mission fatigue, it is a real thing. Let's name it, and let's put our eyes on Christ. And maybe, even in this season, it's possible that we might resonate with the prophet Elijah. You remember the prophet Elijah. He's one of the greatest prophets and miracle workers in the Hebrew Scriptures in the Old Testament. And we read a story in, way back in 1 Kings. We hear the story of the prophet of Elijah, who was known for going head-to-head with the evil prophets of Baal, who challenged Yahweh, the one true God. And we read the story where most of his ministry was focused and related to King Ahab and the Queen Jezebel, who you've likely, likely heard of. Elijah challenged them in the name of the Lord, and at one point we literally see his life was in danger. In 1 Kings 19, Queen Jezebel actually sent people out to kill Elijah for the work he had done and the things that he said, the miracles that he had performed. And what was his response? He wanted to die. It literally says in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 3, it says this, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom, a broom bush. He sat down under it and he prayed that he might die. He said, I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the tree or under the bush and he fell asleep. But what does God do? All at once an angel touched him and said, get up, get up, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head were some break bread, um, bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then he laid down again. And then the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. Maybe in this season of our lives, we can resonate with Elijah just a little bit. It would be so much easier just to give up. But oh, how wonderful it is the way the Lord takes care of his children. The sustenance, the the way the Lord cares for us and brings us that extra amount of compassion, that extra amount of mercy, and that extra amount of grace and strength that we need In these moments, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Paul says, Don't get tired. A blessing is coming, a harvest is coming, and the harvest is that your heart will be more in tune into God than ever before, because we kept planting seeds. This is what you and I were made for. This is what we must be about. This is what we are called to do is plant seeds. Now, this calling is both personal and collective. We are called to be a church that keeps planting seeds in our community. We keep letting our love be easy to see in small and large ways. Now, you heard the story of Deidre today. And I've really appreciated getting to know um, Deidre Alexander this past month and hearing a story of a life transformed by Jesus, even in the face of terminal cancer. And when Deidre was meeting with our leadership team this past Thursday for her new, new member interview, she shared a little bit about her journey when dealing with this cancer. And I asked her if I could actually share with you um, something that she said which she agreed to. She said that when she received her diagnosis. Um, her terminal diagnoses, that she realized that she could either, she said, quote, I could either sit here and wallow in the news, or I could do something about it. She said, I could either sit here and feel sorry for myself and wallow in the news, or I could do something about it. So she embarked on a journey to bless certain people and organizations that meant so much to her. She actually um, got all her CaringBridge followers, all of her social media followers, to raise over $55,000 for the Cancer Research Institute, um, the research, research center that she's connected to. $55,000 for these great people that have kept her alive. And she said, uh, and now I want to focus my, my efforts on New City Covenant Church. So Deidre is requesting that upon her passing, in lieu of gifts that might be made at her memorial service, she's encouraging people to donate to what she is called Deidre's Mustard Seed. And she wants to fund for New City Covenant Church our online reach. She lives in Scottsdale, Arizona half the year. She's been blessed by this community from afar. She said, Pastor Tim, there are people all around the nation that need to hear the message of New City, and they don't live in our community. So she wants to help support our online engagement and i am just so overwhelmed by this gift and deidre if you are watching i just wanted to say thank you for that it is amazing to me your faith and i love this mustard seed mentality in fact i've got a jar of mustard seeds right here that um, marie and i found in our cabinet we think these have been in there since the 90s just fyi but it's a jar of mustard seeds you can tell it's mustard seed because it says mustard seed right there but i love this mustard seed mentality There are areas, friends, you have to hear this, that God is calling us to invest like a mustard seed. That small, tiny investment that we know grows into something much larger over time. Because small acts of love over long periods of time produce the life that God intends. So today when you leave this place, I've got a jar of these mustard seeds that I'd like to give to you. I'd like to give it to you. I'd like you to Put it somewhere where you're not going to lose it. You don't need to plant it if you don't want to. I just want it to be a reminder to you that this week, maybe even today, you will have an opportunity to bless somebody with a small act of love. And you never know what God will do with that effort. Because small acts of love, over long periods of time, produce the life that God intends. Believe and trust that a harvest is coming and that our hearts will be more aligned with God as a church more than ever before. That's what I'm praying. More than ever before, that we would grow to be more like Jesus. This is what we were created for. And I'll close today with this. Remember earlier today how I said that um, we, or I, love big movements of God? I think we all can understand that resonated. Well, this mustard seed mentality These small acts of love over long periods of time produce the life that God intends. It actually creates a massive movement. There's um, the largest, I believe the largest organism in the world is an aspen grove in Colorado. It's actually got a name, it's so big, it's called Pando. And this is a picture I took off the internet of some of the aspen trees in Colorado that are part of this massive huge organism okay how is it the largest living organism in the world well all of these trees are connected underground by a single root system it is said that the grove of trees is over a thousand years old and it is connected by a single root system over 47,000 aspen trees spanning over 106 acres in Colorado it's an aspen grove And this is a beautiful picture of what the church is doing. Think of this for a minute. Thousands and thousands and thousands of Jesus followers. Imperfect people. People that don't have all the answers. People that are just trying to live their lives the best for Christ. Thousands of people investing in small acts of love. Connected to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of churches across, let's just say, the United States. And they're all doing it called by the same mission convicted to bring the hope of jesus christ to a fallen world it's not a calling to perfection it's a calling to obedience and friends we are all connected to the root of christ and that creates a massive movement it's an amazing movement that we have the privilege of being a part of do not grow tired When you combine the effort with the entire body of Christ, we get a movement so massive that the world is changed by the love of Christ. We we serve a Savior that, thank God, didn't grow tired of us. That gave us the grace even when we didn't deserve it. Let us not grow weary in serving others. We were made for this. May this be our legacy. May this be what, when we look at the end of our lives, we can boast about Christ and what God did through the small acts of love through our lives. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, amen. Amen. God, we thank you for this mustard seed calling. We thank you, God, for the, the opportunity To invest in small ways into the way that you are reaching the world and i just want to think about even right now the the individuals in our lives that maybe are struggling maybe they're hurting maybe they're sick maybe emotionally they're unwell maybe spiritually they're just devastated and i wonder lord what's the what's the one way we can love them we maybe don't have all the answers. We don't maybe have all the solutions. But what we can do is we can love that person. We can share with them our lives. We can lean in when it gets messy. We can lean in when it gets hard. We can take on the, the peace of Christ in those situations in a world that just wants to yell at itself. We can share the love of Christ with our lives. I pray, Father, for that, that person in our lives that you've called us to, that you would give us a chance even today and tomorrow to love them. And may New City be about this, God. May New City look forward now into the future as you've given us this vision to be a community together as we pursue your spirit to reach not only this community, but as we've heard from Deidre, well beyond Edina, well beyond the Twin Cities, well beyond Minnesota. And may the message of Jesus Christ go out from this place and be all about changing lives to be more like you, Jesus. What an honor to be a part of something so massive and yet so small at the same time. We love you, Lord, and we give you the glory for this time. And we pray, Lord, that you would take this church and move us forward. We pray these things together. Amen and amen.